If you have your Bibles with you, stand this morning and look with me in 1 John, that's little John, chapter 1, and we're going to begin reading at verse 1. And the message that I'm going to bring today, or God's going to bring, is God is faithful. How many believe that this morning? But listen to what John, John was one of the youngest of the he was the youngest of the twelve disciples. And this is uh, not John the Baptist. This was the epistle John. He was the son of Zebedee. And so he was writing this. And if you notice, and have read the Bible, and if, it, if you ever thought about it, when you read 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, so on, that he did not start out with his writing and addressing the church as the Apostle Paul did his writing, or James did his writing, or Peter did his writing. But John, I guess, is the only epistle that didn't start out saying, I am John, the servant of God. But these others did. But John was the one that wrote this, and he was writing it to the church. And let me give you a little history before I read it so you can understand it better. And he was at a very old age, the Bible teaches us, when he wrote this. Now, he finished up his ministry over in Asia Minor in a church called Ephesus, where I guess he was a bishop over a number of churches around in that vicinity. But he got old and he, I guess, brother, he was the last of the disciples that died. And uh, the rest of them was put to death and, and so on and so forth. But he was writing not only, and I want you to understand this morning before we get started, he was not just writing for the churches at that day and time, but he was writing to all the churches that we be established from that time until Jesus comes back. So this was just not for them, but, but this is an encouraging, first chapter of John is encouraging. And John is about, mostly about love and how much God loved us. So listen as I read here. It said, that which was from the beginning, John said, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life. Now what does that sound like to you? Does that sound like to you that John knew him while he was living? And he did. It said, for the life was manifested or brought to light and we have, and we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. In other words, uh, we notice he didn't say I have seen, but he said we have seen. We can testify. We can declare this. Amen. I don't want to get ahead of myself now. That which we have seen and heard, we declare unto you that ye also, listen to this, also may have fellowship with us, again he used the word us, 
and truly our fellowship is with who? With the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. And John said, And these things write we unto you, uh, that your joy may be full. Now, as I read the book of John, and John here, he had a relationship, and Dean was talking about a personal relationship. I believe every Christian has got or needs a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen? Because if all I got out of church was just coming to church for an hour or two, a couple, three times a week, and that's all of Jesus I had, then I wouldn't have very much. But I thank God this morning that He lives within me and I live within Him. And I thank God this morning, wherever I go, Jesus goes with me. Amen? The question, I got a question to ask this morning. Why wouldn't anybody want to be saved? Why wouldn't anybody want Jesus Christ to be with them and live with them? Amen? So John, he was writing here. And he said that which was from the beginning. Of course, he was talking about Jesus Christ because he's always been the Father. It said, which we have, he first said, heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life, which that is the word of God. That was Jesus Christ. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us. In other words, John said he appeared unto us. We've heard him, we've seen him, we've handled him with our hands, we've been with him. So he said we declared unto you, and he was doing that to the churches so that we could have what he had had, and even though we may have never seen Jesus Christ before, uh, personally, uh, oh, but one day I'm going to. Amen. Uh, I've never seen him. I wasn't there when they took him into Pilate's Hall. I wasn't there when they beat him with a whip and put a crown of thorn on him. I didn't see him, Tracy. I wasn't there when they led him up Golgotha Hill. I didn't see him lay down there and nail his hands to the cross. My friend, I didn't see that. But I didn't see it when they hung him up on that cross. I didn't see it when he walked by and spit on him. I, I wasn't there when that soldier pierced his sword in his side. I wasn't there when they crucified him. Uh, but I'll tell you one thing. Uh, I plan on being there uh, to crown him king of kings. Uh, amen. And Lord of lords this morning. I'm going to be there, church. And I hope you're there too. If you don't make it to heaven, it's going to be nobody's fault but yours. John said, I have experienced it. I've seen him. I've lived with him. I've been with him. I was there when he raised Lazarus from the dead, and he was. I was there when he opened the blinded eyes of Barnabas. So he was giving a witness, and he was telling us what he had seen and what he had heard uh, while he was with Jesus Christ. Uh, 
And he went on down there and he said, That which we have seen and heard declare, he said, We declare it unto you. He was blessing us with what he had seen. Amen. And I'm trying to bless somebody this morning through preaching the Word of God and trying to explain to you that you can know this same Jesus that John was writing about. Hallelujah! And he said, That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship, is it fellowship with us? And where was their fellowship? It said, And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. I love nothing no matter, church. I love nothing no matter. When I get up here on Sunday morning or any other time, and I walk in the doors back there of the church, uh, and I hear the hustling and bustling going on, people talking and kids are running and kids are crying and some are laughing. And then when church starts and everything's attention just seems to be turned to what they're here for, and that's to worship Jesus Christ. Amen. And it is such a great blessing and the days we live in, and the things that I hear, Johnny, about other places and what's going on in other places. And I'm so blessed to see this number on Sunday morning and any other time we have church. It's a blessing to me. And why? Why is it such a blessing to me? Because, And that's the reason I wanted to preach this message, or God wanted me to preach it this morning, or Jesus Christ, uh, is to explain to you what church is really about. Uh, church is about coming together uh, and worshiping the Lord uh, and having fellowship one with another. Why? Because uh, all of our fellowship is with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That's what we're supposed to come to church for, is to learn and to grow and grace each and every day. And it's about love. And David told this morning about the woman in adultery. We've got to love one another. Now, we don't have to love their ways. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying we've got to love one another. And the other night, Wednesday night says, and I'll talk to you about that. Wednesday night, but when we was talking about some things, and... And we've got, we, there's people that don't like me. But that's all right, that don't bother me. Jesus told me not to worry about it. He said, they hated me first. And I'm no comparison to Jesus Christ, I can tell you this morning. But we... There's people that don't like me. Matter of fact, there's, I guess, a few people that hate me. But that's all right, too. I pray for them, and I love them. I just don't love their ways. Amen? They don't love their ways. And I said, you know, we've got to forgive one another, but then I got to thinking. I got to think about something. I'm still not real sure about it. If somebody 
does something to me. Am I supposed to go to them and ask them to forgive me because they done it to me? Listen to this. If something does something, if somebody does, well, let me just make this plain. I don't know why I stopped here and just throw this in. Somebody needs to hear this. But I want you to think about it, church. How did we treat Jesus Christ? What all did we do to him? Huh? Well, let me tell you something. We done it to Jesus. We done it to Jesus. And now listen to what I'm saying here. We done it to Jesus. So, Jesus could not forgive us until we asked him to forgive us. Amen. Jesus didn't have to come to us and say, well, I forgive you. We have to act before we get saved. We have got to ask Jesus Christ to forgive us of our sins before he can forgive us of our sins. But how did we treat the Lord? Uh, people, no, none of us have been treated the way the Lord Jesus uh, treated us. But Jesus loved them. He didn't love their ways. But Jesus said, uh, and when you get ready, I'll be ready to forgive you of your sins. But you've got to confess your sins. You've got to ask me to forgive you of your sins. But before I can forgive you, if you don't ask me to forgive you, then I cannot forgive you of your sins. So let me go on. And Jesus and John said, And these things write we unto you. Why did John say that? He said that your joy may be full. Amen. That your joy may be full. Why does Christians go around sometimes uh, looking like they're eating uh, a, a, a sour plum or something? Now, hey man, we ought to be the most joyful, happiest people in the world. No matter what we're going through, hey man, uh, we still can have that joy inside of us that the world don't know what's in there, hey man. Why? Because uh, we've been born again because we know Jesus Christ as our Lord is saved. And because we don't, know, we don't know what may happen the next minute, the next hour, the next day, the next year, but we can be joy in our heart by knowing uh, whatever happened, we're just going to a better place uh, than this this morning. Amen. And that's why he said uh, fellowship. That's what fellowship's about here, Brother Mark, uh, is being in church. Uh, a lot of people don't get much fellowship because they're hardly ever there. But, uh, but And these things write we unto you uh, that your joy may be filled. He's talking about fellowship. How many believe God's people need to get together sometime and just have a good fellowship? We need to. We got to. There's more to uh, just going to church, uh, singing a song or two, uh, and a preacher getting up and preaching a little sermonette, uh, hey man, and then going home and out to eat somewhere. A lot of, a lot of times, I believe that people has done come and had their little service and gone home before Jesus got there. Hey man. Wait upon the Lord. But they've got, uh, a lot, so many people have got themselves in a tradition and in a formality 
they don't know the joy of coming together in fellowship and worshiping with one another and worshiping the Lord. Amen. I look around and I look here this evening and I'm telling you what, I see you faces. Some of you don't know your name, but I see faces every week. I, I do. When I go to pray, I come over here yesterday for something to check out, say, what do we need? And I come up here, turn the air down, and I sit down right over on that corner, and I'll tell you this, something just moved in on me, and I got to sit in there. I didn't kneel at the altar. I didn't have to. God was right there with me. Jesus was. And I sat there, and I looked at that cross, and I began to think, and my heart began to melt down of, of what Jesus Christ done me, and I began to think, and wonder just how many we're going to have there tomorrow. And I just got to pray, and God fill the house up, and God, most of all, you be there and fill up the Holy Spirit in that place. Amen. Time, church, to wake up. Time is running out. If you're not saved, you need to be saved. If you are saved, we need to start moving up. Amen. Getting out and working. Why? Because the hour is coming that no man is going to be able to work. If you've got a lost family member, lost son, daughter, mom, that whatever, the day is the day you need to be working on them and get them not only into church, but lead them to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And get them in the fellowship of the church. God has got God has got plans for this place right here. I don't know about any other, but I know God's got plans for this place. And I've said it when it was built, and God showed me and said to build it. And people said, "You can't do it. We can't afford it." But let me tell you something. God said to build it, and we built it. We didn't build it. God built it, paid it off, and He said, "I want that place uh, for the last day's church." Uh, and He said, "I'm going to fill it up." Uh, let me tell you, I believe uh, His plan is being fulfilled right today. When we see you and every Sunday come in, uh, and we just don't come in uh, for a little time, we come in to worship the Lord uh, and believe what the Word of God says. Uh, I'm telling you, the Bible tells us uh, in order to get to heaven and in order uh, to enjoy your salvation, uh, you've got to be born again. Amen. Uh, you, you say, what in the world huh, are you talking about born again? Huh? Nicodemus asked Jesus, huh, said, can I enter the second time huh, into my mother's womb and be born? Huh? And Jesus said, Nicodemus, huh, you're a ruler of evil, a ruler of Israel. Israel huh? Don't you know huh, you can't enter into your mother's womb a second time? I'm not talking about a physical birth. I'm talking about a spiritual birth. Uh, my friend, a physical birth won't get you to heaven, uh, but a spiritual birth uh, will take you through the kingdom of God. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. He went on down in verse 5. He said, This then is the message. I want that to sink in while I take me a water up here. This then is the message which we have heard of him declare we unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Amen. Amen. Amen no Jesus didn't die for the sins that he committed to he died for the sin that you and I committed. Because there was no sin in him. No sin in him. So this is the measure then that we've heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness. Uh, if we say that we have fellowship with him 
and walk in darkness or in sin, uh, we lie and do not the truth. In other words, if we say we have fellowship in Him when we walk in sin, uh, I didn't say it. Uh, God said it. Uh, we're a liar and the truth is not in us. Uh, you can't have fellowship uh, one with the Christians uh, unless you know what you're having fellowship with. Uh, Amen. Unless you've had a born-again salvation. That's all. That's what it is. I still preach it takes the blood. Amen. Uh, it takes the blood, the shedding of Jesus' blood uh, to be applied to our life. Uh, you can't just come up, amen, uh, and some do it, shake the preacher's hand, uh, and he says, well, you're saved. Uh, that don't work. Uh, it don't work just to put in a, a, a bunch of money there. Uh, uh, for a show so people look at you and brag on you. Uh, that's not what it's about. That won't get you to heaven. Uh, it won't get you to heaven no matter what kind of house you live in, no matter what kind of Cadillac you drive or Lincoln you drive. That's not going to get you to heaven. Uh, I preach it still takes the blood this morning to get you there. You say, preacher, I don't believe it. Well, you don't believe the Word of God. So, he just made it plain. He said, if, if we say, if we say we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, what does light represent? Jesus Christ. As He is in the light, we have fellowship. We have fellowship one, one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. Of all sin. When I think about that, I think about what a mighty God. When He said He saved me from all of my sin, I'm just like that old song, an old account was said long ago. My name was at the top and many things below. But one day in 1983, I went to the keeper and I said it. I settled it long ago. And when I asked him to forgive me, and he said, you're forgiven. I'm telling you what, there's a load rolled off from me like you wouldn't believe. And I tell you what, I have never been sorry since 1983, April of 27th. I want more and more Jesus. I want more and more. I want to get closer and closer and closer to him. I want to try to preach. If God allowed me to preach, I'd like to preach till I'm 100 years old. Uh, hey, man, and try to win people to the Lord. That's my purpose. I ain't no mighty preacher. I'm least among them, I guess. I'm not, you know, and I've not got the biggest congregation, but I'll tell you what, uh, there ain't a congregation out there that a pastor loves any more than what I love this one. Because Jesus loves you. And because we may be old-fashioned, but we still come together and worship the Lord. Amen. How many believe you still have got to have that blood applied? You say, how do you get it applied? One little trip to an altar, this one or somewhere or another, uh, and get down on your knees and say, Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, uh, and I want you to forgive me of my sins and come in and be Lord of my life. And I promise you, if you're sincere, uh, there's going to be a load roll off from you and you ain't going to be ashamed. You may be afraid to get up and walk the aisle in a church that you've never been to before, but you don't need to be here at this church. 
What I'm saying is we're all one this morning uh, and we all love one another and we love you. I don't care if it's your first trip or hundred trip. At this church, we love you this morning and we want to help you this morning. I'd rather see somebody walk the aisle and come up and give their heart to the Lord. I'd rather have that than anything you could give me. Anything. Because I know they're fixing to receive what I received years ago. And that's going to be Jesus Christ. And that's going to be, He's going to change their life. You can't change your life. I used to lie to myself and everybody else. I'd say, well, I can quit drinking any time I want to. Lied to myself. Lied to God knows there's a lie. I quit lying. People say it's going to kill you. It's going to kill you. Well, I can quit any time I want to. Lied to myself. I couldn't have quit. I tried to try to try to quit myself. I couldn't quit it until I met Jesus one day. And he came into my life. I was sick of sinning. I was sick of drinking. I was sick of smoking pot and popping pills. I was sick of it. I wanted out of it, but I couldn't get out of it because the devil had me addicted and had me tricked to it. But Jesus said, I can help you. And I went down and I gave it. I didn't give him some of it. I gave him everything. I said, God, I'm yours. God, I'm yours. If you'll just forgive me. He said, I'll forgive you. It's been said, if God, Jesus, saved me, saved Ralph Foster, he could save anybody. And that's the truth. He can't. And I don't mean that to be a bragging and boasting. It's just the truth. I was a sinner among sinners. All right, now here it is. In verse 8, how many know sin is a reality? How many know sin is sin? Well, all those sin is sin. So we know it's a reality, right? So if we say that we have no sin, we deceive. What does that word deceive mean? It means to lie, lie to who? Lie to ourselves. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves or lie to ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Now don't go home and say the preacher said this. Say the preacher read that right out of the Word of God in 1 John. But now here, we all know sin is a reality. But who, how many knows the remedy for it? How many know the remedy for sin? If you don't know the remedy of sin, right here it is said, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Right there's a remedy for sin. If we confess our sin, not to me, and repent to who? To repent to Jesus Christ. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make God a liar and the truth is not in us. We've all sinned and come up short of the glory of God. Little children, he said in chapter 2, little children, these things write unto you that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is a propitiation for our sin and not for ours only, but also 
for the sin of the whole world. He was a sacrifice for our sins. Anybody love Jesus this morning? Anybody love Jesus? Sitting hereby, we do know that we know him if, this word is that, if we keep his commandments. What is his commandment? It's mainly his word. Jesus says, do it, we need to do it. Jesus says, don't do it, we don't need to do it. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, again, he said, is a liar. I don't like that word liar, do you? Again, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also to walk even as he walked or lived. Even he walked. What he's saying here, if we say that we're Christian, we say that we've been born again over in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 in verse 17 and 18. I want to read this. You got it up early? Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Listen, old things have passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled, that means brought together, us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit or to know that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing with their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled or saved unto God. For he that, for he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Ain't that good? A man that did not have sin, a man that did not know any sin, he came, he was made sin for us. He paid our price. Would you stand with us this morning as they come and get us on?